Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball for Tuesday, January 16th. Solid Tuesday slate. We're in a part of the year where the Tuesday slates are usually only, you know, 20, 30 games, but usually they're all bigger conferences, more interesting, a lot of good games. We got three of them that we like here for you on the free pick show, three more in the extended cut, including the best, uh, the play of the day, six best bets for the day as of now. Uh, Jake, looking at the overall slate today, as of right now, we have zero A-grade plays on any side. The only A-grade plays we have are totals, and we don't even have that many of them. Uh, and I remember this last year that Tuesdays tended to have that because of the fact that the Tuesdays are the bigger schools and there's just a little bit more research done, and it's just a little bit more. The market's a little bit, a little bit smarter uh, yeah. with games. Uh, we were just talking about this right before we came on uh, the years we were chit-chatting, and sometimes the value of the model is not to tell you what to play, but tell you where you just don't have any value. And if you're playing it for fun, that's fine, but it's not going to be something you should count on to sustain your bankroll. I don't know if you have any other thoughts you want to expand on with that. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, at this point of the year, all the concentration, for the most part, is going on the college basketball. There's not hardly, not all of it, but there's not as much going on, like the NFL playoffs are down. To- hey, oh, oh, but I, I do have to interject and say they maybe should spend more time on the NFL playoffs because we continue to destroy on the NFL. And apparently, they aren't spending enough time figuring it out because we continue oh. to easily make money. So that's a whole other issue, But but, but continue. Yeah, so like uh, the, these games where you've got like the loaded slate. That I mean, th- there's games on there that I'm super interested in, like TCU Cincinnati, St. John's and uh, Seton Hall, like that aren't, aren't making the cut here. And it's a loaded slate, and they're going to be paying attention because they know all eyes, all action is going to be there. Uh, especially after I think almost all the NBA teams played today on Monday. Mm-hmm. So for MLK and which so I think he played too. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's going to be less of those. There, it's good. Sometimes it's better to not play as many and not force yourself into stuff like because it's the same concept of like chasing your losses and mm-hmm. stuff. So every once in a while, if you start forcing it, feel like you're forcing it. Maybe, maybe take take a few plays back. It's no big deal. And and again, one of the benefits, in my opinion, Dub Club, seeing the model, see what it says, and, and that doesn't mean the model's right. It's not all models are wrong, right? It's just kind of trying to give you a, a little bit of a here's the direction we're seeing this. Here's how you know one tool in your toolkit to kind of tell you maybe not what side to play, maybe what side not to play, kind of it's this or pass, or kind of just saying it thinks there's not a lot of value. The one I had my eye on specifically, Utah State and New Mexico, according to Sideline, might be the best game of the day. Uh, Now, part of that is because when it's compared to one of the games we will talk about here, Iowa State and BYU, which I think will personally be the best game of the day, uh, I have a few more points. The total is 15 points higher. And and part of the rating for how good the game is is points because we all like to see points, right? And so I've coded that in. But that one, you know, and again, not to give everything away that we have on Dub Club, but again, you got a free one-week trial if you, if you sign up today. The link's in the show description, so you can come see this. Right now, we've got a C-grade pick on the total and a D-grade pick on the side, basically just kind of saying like, hey, the, the market we think is pretty spot on on this one. And it's the one I was most excited about because it's the late game and an interesting game, and we love the Mountain West, right? And, and, and it's like, I wanted to have something on that, but I'm looking at them and going like, well, I, 
you know, if I do, it's just going to be a, a tiny bit of money just for fun, but it ain't, it ain't going to be anything that I'm really counting on to, 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 to grow our bankroll. Cause there's not a lot of, there's a lot of games like that on this Tuesday slate. Yeah. There's a handful of sides that Jake, you and I have our eye on, and we're going to talk about those in the extended cut. So again, one of the benefits of being in dub club, we sometimes have these discussions on discord. We'll sometimes talk about it here on the extended cut and you get that extended cut again. If you're within dub club, sign up linking in the show description, the QR code will take you right there for that free one week trial. Uh, so we'll have a fun discussion there. Otherwise though, we'll get started at 5 p.m. Eastern. Jake, I don't know if this is earlier because of weather. There's weather all over the country. They got about eight-ish inches in Knoxville, which is doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're in a place that they shut down schools for wind and a half an inch of snow, eight inches is world-ending. And, and, and so uh, it gets earlier, I guess, to help with road congestion. I don't know. I don't think it was scheduled for this time initially because it's no. rotation it, number. It's rotation numbers later on. It, it implied that there was, it was supposed to be a 7 p.m. start, and I don't, I, now it's two hours earlier. Yeah, it got moved up, I don't here, here we are. Uh, someone in the comments can tell us why. It doesn't really matter why, um, but it's earlier. <laughs> 5 p.m. Eastern standalone, uh, at least for the first half, and realistically for most of the game, it'll be kind of the only thing on. Uh, Tennessee is pretty good. Sideline has them ranked number five overall. Uh, Florida, you know, probably decent enough to make the tournament if you had to assign the seeds now. Um, decent offense. Defense is a little bit worse. Plays really fast, though. You can see that according to uh, sideline, the, the 10th fastest team or 10th you know, highest with regards to expected number of possessions. And, of course, we know possessions lead to points. Uh, Jake, Tennessee's defense is really good, but we've kind of talked about it all season. We've backed Tennessee in these overs a handful of times. And I think people were skeptical, especially early on, but we kind of kept saying, like, hey, this offense isn't bad. It's not quite that same, you know, call it four corners offense or whatever you want to disparagingly call it that, that it seemed like they used to run like Tennessee's not really running up and down the court but but even their pace isn't that bad and 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 part of that might be teams speeding them up too I'm not really sure the specifics on that but we're getting a lot of points in Tennessee's games it's coming uh very strongly in, in through the results 10 overs and only five unders their last three games have gone over uh, all three of those have been conference games. We're going to go over 159 B-grade value. Um, not one of the highest value picks on the board, but one of the best bets that we have of our top six most favorite plays. Jake, you're a Tennessee expert. You've seen a lot of games. Tennessee's gone, would have gone over this number uh, against Georgia in their last game. They would have gone over this number uh, in their first conference game against Ole Miss. Yeah, how do you feel about this over? But I, I like this over. I, Florida plays extremely fast, and that's that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to make everybody play their base. I don't think Tennessee is necessarily going to want to – I mean, they'll slow, try to slow them down a little bit. Their defense is still very, very good. Uh, it's just – so you can't help but try to slow Florida down a little bit, take them out of their game. But I don't think it'll be enough because especially coming back home after back-to-back -back road games uh, and being able to put up, uh, 70-plus uh, on Mississippi State is an accomplishment this year. Uh, putting up 85 at Georgia was very impressive offensive showing there uh, at, at times. And at times it was – I don't know what happened. And that seems to be Tennessee's problem in general. But I think the pace plus how Tennessee's offense goes, I think when especially when uh, Vescovy's off the floor and you've got Ziegler really running the point, connect, Josiah Jordan-James, Ganey or – uh, random other guard with 
Adu out there, they, they can really run the floor, and Ziegler seems to really have figured out how like how he wants to play. He's shooting the ball incredibly well, distributing the ball all around. And I I don't know that uh, Tennessee has a great matchup for Walton. Uh, Florida, like Walter Clayton, sorry, not Walton. Uh, he is – like I did not see this coming. I, I thought – he was like the second, second two and a half best on the on Iowa's team last year, and man, he has just shown that he might have been the best player on the team, and it's just an incredible year he's having right now. Uh, they've got a fairly deep squad, but I just their defense doesn't do enough to help them out. But and I think that's really going to help the points here because Tennessee's offense can go cold and. If the defense isn't forcing a ton of turnovers, that's going to let Tennessee's offense do more than what it normally would. And it, you, you kind of talked about there's been a handful of teams that have matched up better with Tennessee and been a little bit more successful scoring against them. And there's been some teams that haven't, of course. Uh, but, I mean, you know, Mississippi State, of course, got the win against them, put up 77. Georgia put up 79. Of course, both those were on the road. So those teams at home, you expect to have a, 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 a easier time. Uh, than Florida coming out on the road. But even, uh, you know, at home, they allowed 79 to Illinois. And so it's like there's been some teams who put up some points, and part of what the, has happened with the points has been the pace. This Tennessee team is is just playing faster. And, and, and again, I don't know how fast it is. They're just playing reasonably paced basketball, whereas they didn't really want to do that before. Um, and that's exactly what we expect here with, with Florida, really trying to put the pedal to the metal. We like this over here. This is one where, you know, you can wait for it to go down. 158 would actually be an A grade. I mean, that point could obviously matter. And – we talk all the time about the benefit of the models helping us know what to play because, you know, there's going to be random things happen. This is a really random sport. And so kind of the value in what we're talking about here is to tell us that 159 is just too low. If the total was 162, we wouldn't have talked about this game. We would have just said, we don't think there's any value. In it. And that doesn't mean the game wouldn't get to 170. It just means that, you know, there's just not a lot of value in the number. And so you can choose to hope to get 158, wait for that A grade, uh, that extra point, which might matter. Uh, but in general, we kind of think that the, that the B grades are, you know, there's some of them worth playing. This is one of them that, that we like, that we think even though the value isn't as big, it's still worth a play, uh, especially considering it's just it's it's very possible that both the sideline and the books have struggled to catch up with this Tennessee offense, this Tennessee pace, and be like, they're actually kind of a reasonable college basketball team, which they weren't before. They were like trying to be Virginia, it seems like, which I'm sure you love as a Tennessee fan watching a team that <laughs> was like trying to be like a baby version of Virginia, right? Yeah, no, that was that was frustrating. And, and so, like, I bring it back to this team's offensively works with Rick Barnes is how he wants to do things. Uh, back to like the, I don't know if they're this good, but the 2019 team uh, with Grant Williams and all that, he's got a guy in Dalton Connect that he can give the ball to at, at the beginning or at the end of the clock and say, get me a bucket, and he does for the most part. And that team had this very similar build, except it was more through the post instead of uh, a bigger guard like Dalton Connect, but uh, they – have a guy now, so that works. That's what exactly what Rick Barnes did with Kevin Durant when mm -hmm. he was there. He said, "Hey, you, you're the offense." Uh, yeah, yeah, which works out. Like, don't, don't be wrong; it worked out. But so I think that is just it's the same offense, just has a lot more talent. 
Yeah, and, and uh, if you're if you're a Longhorn fan, and we talk about my dad being a Longhorn fan, so I watched a lot of the Kevin Durant era or the, the games. It was one year, of yeah. course, uh, and, and heard a lot of complaints about you know they could have done so much more if they had tried to actually run an offense rather than just be like yeah. you get to play hero ball. And obviously Durant was fantastic, but uh, he was really small then too, uh, and, and and needed a little bit more help because he wasn't he didn't have the muscle that he put on later in his career, of course, and could have used a little bit of better schematic offense. But yes, he did that same sort of just, you can do your thing. I think Barnes has gotten a little bit better as a coach since then. And just yeah. adding a little bit of offense to that guy makes them have, according to sideline, the 14th best offense. So uh, we like the over here, over 149. b pick model thinks mid to low 160s is the average outcome. 7 p.m. Eastern, Missouri and Alabama, Jake, we talked about Alabama, number one offense in the country. Very fast, not quite as fast as Florida, but number 28, according to sideline and pace. Missouri, we've kind of talked about it's been a little bit of an under team this year relative to expectations. Not that they've been the strongest under team, but they've slowed it down a lot more than usual. Their offense is better than their defense, but not quite by as much. In my head, I just think of these Missouri teams as kind of like the Marquettes, where playing fast and forcing turnovers, and that's just not what this team is doing a little bit different iteration. The issue is when you play Alabama, you kind of get sucked into their game. We're going to go back to the well over 158 and a half with Alabama. A grade pick on this one as the model thinks mid 160s. So another over, we think we can get to the 160s. Jake, tell us more. Yeah, like Bama at home just puts up ridiculous number after ridiculous number. Um, I know South Carolina didn't do their part, but that was a 30-point win. They didn't need to push it. But after that, like that was a bonkers game, by the way. Total of 153, and it got to 121. And just for the record, Jake, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if if you and we had the, I think we had the over and the side in that one, so we split. Um, If you're thinking about that game and being like, hey, they didn't get over in that game, and it wasn't even remotely close. Remember, outliers happen in college basketball. Alabama 11 and five to the over. So we've played, I think, like every Alabama over this season. I think it's been just about every single one of them. We've got 11 and five. That's 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 pretty incredible. We'll take the loss to South Carolina. That happens because we got a bunch of other wins to go with it. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Carry on, Jake. Yeah, and I mean Alabama's. That's the only time they've scored below 80 at home. And I, I mean, like that's impressive uh, to, just the fact that they're just constantly putting up 80 plus i mean maybe uh, just quick math here maybe even like 85 it could even it might be the only time they've been under 85 mm-hmm. uh and their, their defense is solid but at the pace they play that it's just so many more opportunities for an offense so that they're going to give up more points they have alabama just offense is incredible shoots a ton of threes everybody knows that but missouri uh they They've got a fairly decent offense. They do a good job of taking care of the ball. Uh, they play a little bit faster. They shoot a little bit faster. They do good from the free throw line. They're really good inside the arc. Uh, the three ball's not been there this year, and that's been kind of a big letdown for them. But uh, they they also give up a lot of offensive rebounds, and that's going to happen when you shoot as many threes as they do and as many threes as Alabama does. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, quick – Quick transition buckets for both teams after a long rebound or something like that. I think we get a ton of extra points that way. The uh, They've gone over in the last two games, which matters because that's conference play. The last one was overtime, so uh, you know maybe you kind of throw that one out a little bit. But against Kentucky at Kentucky, uh, they went over a very similar number, 160. 
And honestly, I don't see Kentucky and Alabama being that different with expected number of points. They're both better on offense than defense. They both play fast. You saw what Kentucky did with AM. We talked about that one uh, on, on for Saturday show that right the AM hadn't scored like 60 points since like you know 1912 or, or whatever. And obviously I'm, I'm being silly. Um, but but AM hadn't been scoring points. They played Kentucky and it's like, sure, we'll put up 90 and regular 89 in regulation, right? And that's what Kentucky does to teams. That's what Alabama does to teams. And so uh Missouri's been kind of 50-50, you know, to the over this year. Uh, and again, in my brain, I'm I've been a little bit disappointed with the number of points because I, I like points. It, it's not that it's been bad. It's just, I just like to see points. <laughs> and uh, you know, so you have to be a little bit disappointed from that aspect of it relative to I think the expectations of, of what we've got what I think I've grown accustomed to, at least with that team. But you know, when they play at Kentucky, it's back to normal fun basketball. That's what we expect to happen here. Um Jake, as a reminder to people, if you if you sign up on Dub Clubbing and free trial in that link description, you can get the cheat sheet with all of this great information, including all of this in, in easier to digest table form where each line is only two games color coded with a total recommendation and a side recommendation. Uh, check it out. See if you like it. Support the show if you're enjoying watching all the content that we make here and put out for free and then you get more content. So uh, we appreciate all your business over there. And this is what you can kind of see. Jake, we want to spend an extra couple minutes to talk about the side on this one because this is another game where, and I believe we talked about uh, Alabama and whoever that was. Uh, I just went away from that screen last week. Um, and uh, uh, was it Mississippi State? Maybe where yeah. we? Uh, I don't think it was in... No, they in Kentucky. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Mississippi State. And we uh, talked about, or maybe it was someone else. I don't even remember anymore. It's uh, I'm sleep deprived with the with the baby. <laughs> uh, and we talked about side and total. This is what we looked into the side. Uh, Alabama's a big favorite in this one. The number that I had pulled earlier in the day was 15 and you can see on the screen there the model projects them to win by an average of 18 you can see it on the second line model thinks to be 18 point underdogs are favorites depending on which team you're looking at um while we think the game can get to the mid 60s and that's our favorite play of the day on this one and i hate to lay bigger numbers because it gets a little bit wonky towards the end of the game especially with a number like this you don't know if it's going to land 12 or 18 or 22 with how it all plays out but Model thinks there might be a little bit of value laying it with Alabama. You kind of like laying it with Alabama too. So I'll give you an opportunity to tell us why if someone is so inclined, minus 15 might be worth a look and or what number you're really more excited to play Alabama at if it were to come down. I mean, I, I love Alabama at home. They clean up for the most part. Uh, defense plays better. They're, I guess they're more comfortable than offense. We already talked about how well the offense plays at home. Uh, I just don't. I don't. I really don't like Missouri this year. I, I don't think their basketball is leading to good basketball. I think Dennis Gates is struggling a little bit here um, to figure this team out and to get them going in the right direction. There, so I, I don't trust them to be able to hang with this Alabama team. I mean, if you look at their last what seven? Yeah, seven games. Um, their only win being Central Arkansas. Uh, the rest of the time, they they're getting. They got beat by Kansas. I mean, that was a close game. Uh, gave up 93 to Seton Hall, who who tries to not score as much as possible. Um, got waxed by Illinois. Uh, Georgia got them at home. They went to Kentucky to lose that one pretty good and go to overtime with South Carolina, a game they should have had wrapped up, and they let them come back in and lost that game. I, I just I don't think Missouri has got the team this year to hang with Bama, especially on the, on the road, and I think that's – 
where I would play the 15 with love 13. Um, but like I'm, I'm, I'm already laying the 15. So, mm. and, and, and again, model thinks about 18, uh, I, I like your thirteen would be would be my number personally, and and I realized what I see is Missouri playing Kentucky last week was one that we highlighted that we had double A grades, uh, we laid it, and then we had the over as well. I think for our official picks, I don't remember which one we covered specifically on the show, but we talked about both of them a little bit. And that one, Kentucky won by thirteen, so that's why kind of thirteen number matters. They, they were favored by 11 and a, 11 and a half. Um, Bama's a little bit better than Kentucky, so it makes sense that the line would be a little bit higher, uh, but. Kind of a, as you mentioned, that would be the, the summary point that I would make there is that you know you saw this Missouri team go on the road to Kentucky and struggle, and you kind of expect the same thing here. Uh, you know, the number might be important there. Alabama might win this game by twenty, you know, and it may not matter at all. Uh, but just again, the normal caveats apply. We're talking about a typical game. You never know what's going to happen in sports, and and obviously we're kind of talking about back in the home team. But even today, we saw a couple of home teams get outshot from three by 30 percent. College sports are weird. That's why we recommend. Smart bankroll management, never more than 5% of your bankroll on one play, typically never more than 3 or 4% because there's a lot of variance in this and our confidence never comes in one game. So if this one pick misses, we say we understand there's going to be weird games all the time. The confidence comes in multiple plays and that's, you know, 50, 100, 150. And if that takes you a month to get to, that's fine. That's, that's, it is what it is, right? And, and Cousin Jared mentioned this in college basketball, you can do that in like, you know, a Saturday if you really felt like it, but uh, personally, most of us don't. Uh, thankfully, or else we'd, we'd probably lose our minds. But uh, you know, anything can happen in one game. We're projecting the average contest, and we think that this is a pretty good number for the over. And we're kind of leaning on the fifteen, Jake. You like it a little bit more than I do, but the model likes as well. Thinks it should be eighteen. The Alabama can, on average, run away with this one. So, some thoughts for you on that one. And then wrapping us up late night, Iowa State and BYU, two teams the model absolutely loves and thinks that the polls are disrespecting. I get why they're a little bit lower in the polls. The polls are a little bit more about resume. And these teams have come up on the wrong side of a few games uh, here and there. Y- you know, here's the thing, though. One of the things the model, you know, is, is kind of trained to do is figure out were those losses where you just got outplayed and you're just not that good? Or was it kind of fluky? Was it you just went cold because that's going to happen? And, and BYU's home loss um, the other day was one of those where they just you know shot way worse than you. And that was at home. And that's and that's weird. I get it. Weird sport. College sports are weird. College basketball is weird, right? Um, you know, did the other team just catch fire? And it's like nothing you can do about that, right? And that's kind of what the model thinks about these teams. Really like some Iowa State specifically the defense. BYU both the offense and defense. And yet we're talking about these defenses, which are incredible. And yeah, we're still going to go over. We do have unders on the extended cut. We got two of them for you there. So (laughs) check that out uh, if if you like some unders. And again, we'll have more sides going forward. This is just a weird night, right? So if this is your first show with us, we do cover sides as well. Uh, But we got a trio of overs today. The A-grade overs have been good to us this season. And Jake, to me, the defenses are great, but there should be a decent little bit of pace to this one. Not you know, breakneck speed, but there will be a decent number of possessions. These offenses are good. BYU's offense is really good. And this is all about the number. You know, if, if, if the total is priced at 145, I'm not touching this. 
Uh, the average number of points in college basketball game this year has been right about 145. And I think that's a pretty reasonable total. Model says 147.2 on average, but this being priced at 141.5, I think kind of ignores two things. Number one, the fact that the pace should be a little bit above average. And number two, that while Iowa State's defense is incredible, uh, the top offenses are better than the top defenses. And you have a top offense in BYU that's going to push the scoring up, especially at home. Jake, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I'm very confused on why it's at 141. I, I don't know, um, especially with it being at BYU, mm-hmm. like the, the better offense being at home. Um, I, I don't I don't understand it. I'm happy it's there because I'm going to hit this one pretty good. Uh, I mean, there's what, one – Maybe maybe two games that they've been under this number uh, all year. And those, like, I'm not exactly sure what to make of UCF, but San Diego State's a very solid defensive team um, that plays. Well, UCF, well. UCF, I believe, was one of the, I don't know if it was your cousin Jared on here, or it was in the Civic. I don't know when I mentioned it, but UCF was one of the few teams that I talked about having a an offense not inside the top 100, but a defense inside the top 25. Uh, and I talked about, I mentioned it going forward to this week matchup with them in BYU. Say so like, that'll be an interesting matchup because UCF's got a pretty good defense, but their offense yeah. really lags behind. And, and that's kind of what you saw in that game, right? Was just, you know, UCF at home dragging it down a little bit, which isn't the style of game BYU mm-hmm. typically plays at home. Yeah, no, th- this game will have a little bit more pace to it. And what Iowa State wants to do on defense kind of leads to what BYU wants to do in offense. They want to force you to take long jump shots, uh, contested, not contested. They they just don't want you near the bucket. And BYU has no desire to get close to the bucket. They're not very aggressive on offense. They're not getting to the line a lot. Uh, They love they shoot. They're in the top three with percentage of three-pointers attempted with about a little more than half their uh, shots coming from beyond the arc. And I mean, they're hitting at 37%. So I would do that too, if I was shooting that as well as they are. Um, and I just think their, their offense is going to be good enough to put a lot of points on Iowa state. Iowa state's got a very good offense that um, really can attack the bucket. They are also a pretty good three point shooting team. They just don't shoot a ton of them, but they work the ball around pretty well. Both teams are good for the free throw line. They, they don't do, a ton. They don't turn the ball over a ton. Iowa State's used to forcing a ton of turnovers, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that works. But I think the pace here gets this. I mean, mid 140s feels right. I, I'm very confused at 141. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. Should kind of play out average. So Iowa State's defense is very good, and that kind of should offset with, you know, again the top offenses being a little bit better than the top defenses. The pace kind of just all that kind of balance. It should be about average. Um, so, so why this is solo, I'll, I'll come up with a couple of theories, a couple of things that you viewer might be saying, well, what about this, right? Well, Iowa state's typically viewed as an under team. They've actually done over nine out of 16 times. And you might say, yes, but their last three games they've gone under. Okay. But I will counter that with that was Oklahoma, Houston and Oklahoma state. That is not BYU. It's not BYU. It's not Baylor. It's not Kansas. Like the, the big 12 is a loaded basketball conference, but it's with some very drastically different style teams and Oklahoma state, uh, you know, Houston specifically and Oklahoma a little bit too, you know, got to play a little bit of a, especially Oklahoma state Houston really going to play a different, different ball game. And Iowa state, you know, is very comfortable playing in that style of game because their defense is so legit. But when you look at what Iowa State's done against teams who want to push the tempo a little bit more, you know, Iowa got over. Uh, some of the random non-conference teams, weaker teams that push the pace, got over. I mean, they're consistently putting up in the 90s 
uh, and or the 80s in some of these non-conference games. You say those are weaker defenses. It's like, yeah, sure, but go back and look at other teams that that you know play at this pace even aren't able to put up 90s, you know, and and, and whatnot against the against these type teams against an Eastern Illinois, right? A lot of teams are put up 80s Eastern Illinois. They play slow, got a good defense, right? It's an under team right there. And I always put up 80 on them. So from Iowa State standpoint, I think they're a little bit more over than people might realize. For BYU, you might say, yeah, well, well, they're five of 16 over. The rest have been under. All three conference games have been under. The Baylor game barely went over, went under. Uh, the Cincinnati game was the one that they just shot crazy. The UCF game mentioned, again, that's a defensive style team. I think a lot of the BYU games are going under because the numbers were just a scotch too high. And they were putting these totals in the mid 150s. And that's just a far cry from this total at 141 and a half. And so I think the market's correct a little bit on BYU. Um, I think against a team like Iowa State who can play a little bit more high scoring if you want to, or play a little bit more low scoring if you want to, I think this gets on the higher end of that. Again, you never know what's going to happen, right? If one of these teams goes two for 30 for from three, kind of like BYU did against that Cincinnati game, this over doesn't have a chance. But if somebody gets hot from three, the under doesn't have a chance either, right? And again, we always talk about those aren't the games that we're really concerned about. If somebody gets hot and this game gets to 160, we aren't geniuses. And if somebody gets cold and it goes 120, we aren't idiots because those type of things happen. And then it doesn't really matter your analysis because someone got hot. You can't foresee that happening. Where this matters is if this game lands in the ballpark, is 141 and a half a good number? Is 140 a good number? Is 143 a good number? That's what we're talking about. We think 141 and a half is a pretty good number. And that's one to take yeah. advantage of. It's going to win more times than not. And that's going to be the long-term profitability for this pick. Yeah, I think Texas A&M is a good game to look at for uh, Iowa State. It got over this number just barely, but I think at that point, Texas A&M one, didn't have the offense that they needed to, uh, partially injured, and, and had, a, I think, a, a better style matchup of defense for Iowa State. So I think that's going to like be the kind of game with a bit more pace. So I think it should get to the mid-140s, maybe even the 150, uh, with how what the pace will do to this. And I would say even that at BYU, even though AM's offense then is was still inferior, I would say to BYU's offense now. So it's like BYU is a better offense. Yeah. You put up a few more points too. Yeah. Uh, and of course, that home, that was a neutral court. The, the home edge, again, usually BYU plays really well. I know the last time in Provo, they did not, but that's a little bit of an anomaly. Should be a rocking crowd there. We think there should be more points than what the books thinks. So we're going to go over a grade there. Here is your recap. Again, you can join us on Dub Club for the Extended Gut. We'll talk about those three games, which are other three best bets. One of those is the play of the day. We will also chit-chat about three or four sides that we kind of have our eye on. So a lot of reasons to be over there on Dub Club Free Trial. Come check it out. And again, we do appreciate your support if you continue to stay with us as we uh, spend a lot of time on this content. And we hope you enjoy it. We hope you check out Dub Club. Otherwise, though, Jake, any parting words before we go to our outro slides? I mean, jump in now for the NFL because we're just absolutely cashing everything. And there's only a few more games right now. The sideline has got the NFL nailed. Yeah, we went uh, five and two, I believe, on our picks. And the two losses, one of them was the uh, Bills under, which was locked in as an under pick when the weather was supposed to be crazy. 
and then th they moved it. And, and so, I mean, what are you going to do, right? You, you know, <laughs> the other one was a plus 200 dog that we were like, yeah, might take a chance. Didn't happen. Oh, well, you know, it was very little risk. The other five picks we mailed, including uh, Tampa Bay plus odds, money in Texans plus odds on the money line, um, took the Packers plus seven and a half. Uh, Jake, you for like sure. the money line, and I mean, bravo to you for being bold enough to go on record and say that. Uh, I mean, you look like a genius with that call. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't know, uh, make uh, old school genius. We're just stick with that because that makes me feel good right now. <laughs> there you go. All right, again, uh, 60 seconds of music, a little bit of descriptive of what, what's going on here if you haven't seen it yet. If you're with us on Dub Club, you'll have the extended cut link. We'll see you after the music.